Hi everyone, this is Dave from Geekanoids and welcome to Geek Out with Geekanoids for Friday the 30th of January 2015. Now in these podcasts, which I thoroughly enjoy doing, it gives me a chance to kick back, relax and just casually talk to you about what I've published on the channel over the past week. Also a chat about maybe a piece of technology that's captured my attention and I've got something really interesting to talk to you about on the tech front. And then towards the end of the podcast, if you've stuck around that long, I chat to you about something a little bit different, maybe something a bit thought-provoking. So anyway, before I cover off the videos that I published to the channel over the past week or so, I just wanna put this question out to you. I'm really after some feedback. I want to know if you only listen to the podcast or if indeed you do transition across and watch the videos as well. And do you watch all of the videos I publish to the channel or just a selection of the videos that are published? And this is sort of a leading question as well because I'm sort of considering recording a video version of this very podcast and putting that up on the Geek and Noise channel as well. So you not only get the visuals, but the audio, and then if you want to listen to the audio at a later date, you can then listen to the audio only version as you are now. So give me some feedback, let me know what you think, and I'll see what I can do. So anyway, let's take a look at some of the videos that went up on the channel over the past week, and they are varied as always. I published a mega gadget collection, which featured a great selection again of technology. Thoroughly enjoy doing this sort of video. And I also featured in there a really bargain smartphone from Doogee or Doogie. I always get corrected in my videos saying, hey, this is how you pronounce that particular brand name. I don't really care about how you pronounce it. It's all about the content, showing you the product and showing you how it works. And it just amazes me nowadays at what you can get for your money. I know that some people term these cheaper smartphones as uh, sort of knockoffs or uh, sort of Chinese made, uh, poorly built smartphones that don't last that long. But that's not what I've experienced. Over the past couple of years, since I started covering these cheaper or budget smartphones, I found them to be very, very good indeed. And the Doji range, are superb, they offer up great features, great specifications, and that very first Doogee smartphone is still going strong. You know, there's nothing wrong with it at all. Yes, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles that something from Samsung might have, or HTC or LG, but not everyone can afford to spend that sort of money. So that's where I sort of come in and, and chose to cover these budget-end smartphones because there is a market for them and some of them are very, very cheap indeed. And especially for the younger user, they're very well suited. So anyway, I covered a whole range of technology in that particular video, and the smartphone, this really cheap bargain smartphone, was just one of those awesome products. I also published my Panasonic GH4 Mega Camera Rig video. I really enjoyed making that because I love using my Panasonic GH4. It's a superb camera, both for photography and video work, and I primarily use it for video capture. It captures in 4K, as you know, if you watch my videos, that is. You'll know that I publish many of my videos in 4K resolution now. And the Panasonic GH4 does a fantastic job. And the Mega Rig build was just to show you some of the things you could add on to a Panasonic GH4 or a similar camera. It's not just for that particular camera, 
to enhance its capabilities, something that makes it easier to handle, something that makes it easier to add attachments to it, like lights and microphones, etc., and even an external screen in that particular video as well. Then I also published GWR. Now, my Geek Week review videos I'm really enjoying recording because it gives me a chance just to recap on the technology week from the, the week prior to the video going online and also just to talk to you about what's coming up and it's more like an update video for the community on Geekanoids. I really do enjoy doing those and I just want to thank you all for the feedback on the GWR videos. I also published a Synology disk station video, the DS215J. Please do check that out. Up until now, I've been publishing a whole range of uh, NAS reviews or network attached storage devices that allow you to centrally store all your files in one place and easily access them from multiple devices, laptops, desktops, mobile phones, um, tablet devices, you know, a really good central storage location. And this particular product, the DS215J, lowers the price point even further. So it lowers that entry level uh, with still delivering an awesome quality product. It's fully featured, but at an amazing price. So do check that out. It's well worth watching. And then the last video I want to mention is my Geek Lifestyle update. And I hope that the Geek Lifestyle update video number one that went on the channel certainly rounds out what I'm trying to envisage or put into place for the Geek and Noise channel over this particular year. Now, I still do my unboxings, I still do the tech reviews, but I have obviously introduced the watch videos, and over the coming weeks, you'll also see some different sort of lifestyle type videos as well. And then every four weeks, or roughly once a month, I'll bring you an update video, which is my Geek Lifestyle update, and that'll just do a recap on what I've covered. And if I'm talking about watches, it will actually uh, let you know which watch I've covered has remained in my collection, because alas, I can't afford to keep every single watch I show on the channel. I have to be very selective. And I just wanted to expand on that a little bit, because the Geek Lifestyle updates won't just be about watches. So if I cover different things in this lifestyle category, yes, I know you're listening to audio, so you can't see me doing the air quotes, but if I do different types of video that fit into lifestyle and my geek lifestyle, so it could be things like clothes, uh, shoes, fashion, maybe glasses, because I obviously wear glasses and I like trying different styles of glasses, so I might feature a pair of glasses every now and again, you know, things like that, and also when I do travelling up to London, so that comes into the lifestyle realm of videos, I'm going to bring you an update every month just so that I can recap on the highlights for me and what really has stayed with me, you know, so whether that be a memory or a piece of clothing or a watch or another sort of product, and I think it's a really nice way just to communicate that with you. So thanks again for watching the videos. If you don't watch the videos on the Geek and Noise channel, please do. Yes, shameless self-promotion again, youtube.com forward slash geekanoids is where you need to go. And now it's time to talk to you about technology. And I'm gonna start off this particular section of the podcast with a more relaxed pace because I'm very excited and I wanna conserve some of my excitement and energy for the latter part of this particular section. 
Now Microsoft announced Windows 10 a while back and just recently they gave us some more details about Windows 10 and it looks interesting. You know, I could take it or leave it. I don't use Windows 10 on a daily basis. I'm interested in what they've announced, interested in the new features and I will take a look. You know, I'm always open to trying new things and I never shun away from actually trying a new user experience. So I will be trying Windows 10 when it is actually publicly released. Now that's not what I'm excited about. What I'm actually excited about is their HoloLens. This looks amazing. I am very, very, and I can't say enough verys. Let's try again. I'm very, 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 very excited about HoloLens. This is like something from the future. You know, one of my favorite films is Tron, and it just reminds me of Tron so much. We're gonna be able to put on the, this sort of headset that looks like a, a large version of Google Glasses, for want of a better term, and it's gonna transport us into this holographic experience or holographic world. I mean, wow. This is like something out of the future, and the future is with us now, almost. Obviously, HoloLens is still in development. It's not available for the public yet. I don't even know if they've announced a prospective date for it to be available, but even if it's in the next year or two that it becomes publicly available, this is gonna be amazing. Now, some of the demonstrations they gave people included transporting them into the world of Minecraft where they could actually interact with a Minecraft scene and build things and dig and, and do whatever you need to do in Minecraft. I'm not a big Minecraft fan, but this will convert me. And it just is unbelievable. And then when you look at the website that they've put up, the web page to complement the announcement of HoloLens, you can see people interacting with screens that are just hovering in space. This is unbelievable. You're gonna be able to move windows around. You're gonna be able to take your hand and do mouse clicks in a virtual space. And you're gonna be able to experience a 3D holographic world. Now, the thing that obviously I haven't experienced and there don't seem to be any specifications about HoloLens on the website is how sharp the image is. And I suppose this is something where I just wished I had uh, gone to the announcement and experienced it firsthand because what I'm envisaging is will the resolution of this be high enough for you to experience a 3D interactive movie or could you even watch a regular movie, a regular 2D program with a large virtual screen in front of you that's available already on these sort of headsets from Sony and other manufacturers but in a totally different environment, you know, and something where you can really interact with the movie. Is this the future of movies that Blu-ray promised to deliver with the extras and the interactive features that a lot of people just skip past? They press that fast forward button. Is HoloLens really gonna bring us something really exciting and new that's gonna transform the way we both watch and consume and interact with all different sorts of media. It just looks so exciting. I am so, so uh, enthusiastic about it, for want of a better term. 
I really want it to be fantastic. I hope Microsoft deliver the experience that they've shown us so far, obviously refined, because they're still refining things all the time until they release it to the general public. And I hope they bring it in at a price point that is accessible to the mainstream public. Now, what price is this gonna come in at? You know, are they gonna price it like the Sony uh, multimedia headsets that you can buy now that are around about sort of 699 pounds or $1,000? Or are they gonna bring it in under 500 pounds, around about sort of 700, $750? I certainly hope they bring it in under that magic £500 price point. Could they even do it cheaper? Have they got the clout, the engineering power, the buying power, and the marketing expertise to bring this in at £299? Who knows? I'm just guessing. I'm just throwing out figures. And I just want it to come out now. I want it to be available straight away. I really do. It looks like a fantastic product. Let me know what you think about it, actually. If you want to tweet me at Geekanoids, use the hashtag HoloLens and let me know what you think of the Microsoft HoloLens. Is it going to be a winner? Is it just a dream that's never going to come to fruition? And will you pick one up? And what sort of money would you spend on one? I know I would quite happily throw £500 at one because it will give us a chance to really experience something so new and something so futuristic. Now, I didn't intend to talk about HoloLens for so long, but I just want to touch on a few other things. Maybe this is a wish list, or maybe this is just features that I haven't researched enough that already exist in HoloLens. But it obviously contains some sort of screen in it. It obviously contains some sort of projection of the image to give you this uh, holographic style uh, floating images in front of you. What I wasn't sure was whether it actually includes any sort of camera, any internal memory for recording, so you could use it much like Google Glass, try to get you to take photos and videos whilst wearing Google Glass. Does it contain something like that? And not that I would do this because I would get into trouble, but I would just love to actually try <laughs> driving with these. I'm not gonna do it. I'm, I'm sort of putting my hands up in the air now. I won't drive wearing HoloLens, but imagine if you could drive wearing HoloLens and it overlaid certain information about your route, maybe gave you some sort of navigation features, it would just be unbelievable. I don't think that's gonna happen because people will take advantage of being able to watch something whilst they're driving, not a good idea, but just imagine the future if you had something like that. And imagine also if you could walk down the street wearing a pair of these, and it overlay information about the surroundings. I know Google Glass could do things similar to this for a long, long time before, but it seems like Google Glass has been forgotten. People didn't like it. And I think the reason that Google Glass didn't succeed or hasn't succeeded yet is because of people's fear of privacy. Were they being recorded and watched all the time? Was somebody taking a video of you? Was somebody taking a photo? You know, what was, what was the person wearing Google Glass doing? What was their intention? And they tried to make them look quite discreet. Obviously, you could still tell if somebody was wearing Google Glass. But with the HoloLens, it's obvious you're wearing it, if the design stays the same at least. So I don't think it's going to be as much as an, of an issue. If you're wearing this, people know you're wearing some sort of tech device. I just hope they add this recording feature. I've wanted that for a long time, to be able to do decent 
POV video, point of view video, and I just hope they include that in the final product. Now I want to finish off this week's podcast just talking to you about loving thy neighbour, looking out for somebody around you. And I think that this is a very important and very nice uh, trait to have, you know, to have that caring nature about you. Now, using myself as an example, we have an elderly neighbour that lives on one side of us, and we have an older gentleman living on the other side of us. And we always make a point of checking that they're okay. Every now and again, we just knock on the door. If we haven't seen them for a few days, we're just going to say, hi, you all right? Do you need anything? I'm going to the local supermarket. Do you want me to pick you up a loaf of bread? And I think that I'm thinking about this at this time of year because it's very cold. There's ice on the ground. We're expecting snow over the next sort of few weeks. So it's, it's nice to look out for somebody. And maybe because I'm not on the receiving end of that, I'm concerned that that doesn't happen as much as it used to. When I look back to when I was a child, we had a very old lady living in our street, not even a direct neighbour. It was about a sort of two, three minute walk down the road from where I lived, where I grew up. And I went to this lady's house on a regular basis. I would cut her grass, make her a cup of tea, and just let her know that somebody cared. I would even sit there and play a board game with her. I can remember playing Scrabble and Mastermind, which was like a a memory-type game with pegs on on a board. And I would go regularly and just spend either half an hour or an hour, sometimes longer, just to give her some company, just so that she knew that there was somebody there for her to talk to. I didn't expect anything in return. She maybe would give me 10 pence every now and again to buy some sweets. And I think it was valuable to me because I learnt a lot. Uh, and I think she appreciated it, or I'm sure she did. My, my mum always said that she really did appreciate it. So I had that feel good factor as well, that I'd done something nice. And fast forward to today, I think I've carried that through to my adult life. And if I can help somebody out, even if it's just getting them a container of milk and a loaf of bread every now and again, then I will do it. I get a lot of fulfilment from helping others. And I just wanted to put that out there because maybe I'm disconnected from regular society because I don't have many friends. You know, I don't have hundreds and hundreds of friends. I have a few select very good friends. I just maybe don't know that maybe this happens, maybe this is a natural occurrence. So again, let me know if you, in fact, look after a neighbour or a friend or you keep in contact with somebody regularly uh, just to share that caring and, and, and loving attitude with somebody. You know, I'd be really keen to hear back from you, the listeners to this podcast, or I should say my listeners to this podcast, as to whether you do something like that whether you do uh, goodwill gestures to help out others. I think it's a, a very good value to have and certainly a value that I learned from my parents and that I've installed in my children as well. So anyway, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I really do appreciate how many of you are listening to Geek Out with Geekanoids. It's very humbling 
and uh, I really do appreciate it. I hope you tune in again next week, and until then, stay safe and have a fantastic week.